Welcome back to Via the Source, where you can get news about the entire NFL and, of course, the Miami Dolphins. Fins up. Here's Steven, your host. What's up, guys? Today's date is January 11th. I'm Steven Masso. As always, you're listening to Via the Source. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be discussing yesterday's breaking news that the Miami Dolphins fired coach Brian Flores. A pretty shocking move, whether you were in favor or against this move. It's hard to say that this is something that we all knew was absolutely going to happen. There were moments during this season that it definitely looked like a possibility, but with the Dolphins kind of getting a little bit of momentum back during that win streak, it seemed like Brian Flores' chances of staying with the team were actually pretty high, if anything. Well, that ended ended up not being the case as the Dolphins elect to move on from Brian Flores. They released a statement saying the Dolphins have relieved Brian Flores of his duties. Flores completed his third season as head coach with a 24 and 25 record. And it also includes some quotes from uh, uh, Miami Dolphins owner Stephen Ross. He said, I made a decision today to part ways with Brian Flores after evaluating where we are as an organization and what we need going forward to improve. I determined that the key dynamic of our football organizations weren't functioning at a level I wanted to be and felt that this decision was in the best interest of the Miami Dolphins. I believe we have a talented young roster in place and we have the opportunity to be much better in 2022. I want to thank Brian for his hard work and wish him nothing but the best in his future. So again, whether you agree with Stephen Ross in this instance, whether it was the right decision or the wrong decision, it was a story that dominated headlines. And I know the national media likes to kind of beat up on the Dolphins and they were not hesitating to do so yesterday because a lot of people were very furious. A lot of people are noting that Brian Flores is likely going to be one of the better, if not the best head coach candidate that is available. So why would the Dolphins have given him up? And I do want to say when it comes to the national media in particular, when it comes to their coverage of the Dolphins, I do think in a lot of instances, they are way too quick and eager to kind of, uh, you know, poke fun at the Dolphins and kind of use them to generate clicks and impressions, kind of using them as a scapegoat, whether it is the idea of moving on from Tua and how quick they uh, how quick they were to call uh, the Dolphins dumb for that. And now for the Brian Flores thing, when I do feel like in a lot of the instances, same thing could be said when they moved on from Ryan Fitzpatrick, how they were quick to call out the Dolphins for that. I do think, you know, while there is some validity to what they're saying, that they don't necessarily follow the team in enough detail to really have a good grasp on all the elements that probably went into this. So I'm going to try to dive into some of it. Some of it is going to be, uh, you know, a little speculative because of course there's the whole Deshaun Watson saga and we don't really know what happened there. But there was also some stuff that we can kind of look at from more of a football element to kind of point to and say, okay, well, was Brian Flores doing the absolute best job? And the first thing to look at is, well, what did he do good? From a defensive standpoint, you know, barring that first season where it was definitely a rebuild or quote-unquote tankier, after that, he built a powerhouse of a defense. He did it well. It kind of disappeared for the middle and beginning portion of this season. It was a head-scratcher. I, at one point, was concerned that maybe Brian Flores let go of too much talent in favor of kind of just trusting his scheme. I thought that maybe that was a little bit of an egotistical thing for him to do in that instance, but whatever the case was, he was able to get the defense back on track and get them pushing back towards that elite level that they were at. And he deserves props for that. The defensive side of the ball is one of the best. If he was not a head coach and he was just a defensive coordinator, the guy would be an absolute legend for the way that he carried that defense and the way he was able to put a scheme that really seemed to benefit all the young guys, including some of those young players on that defense, Javon Holland, Jalen Phillips, uh, Christian Wilkins, who had a very good season. All 
of those guys, I think, are going to be very grateful to Brian Flores. Guys like Nick Needham as well, who kind of had a little bit of a surge there where he was able to make a name for himself. Eric Rowe kind of had a little resurgence himself. A ton of guys here that he was able to get the absolute most out of. Now, when you look at the opposite side of the ball, though, offensively, the team struggled. I thought Chad O'Shea and letting go of him after his first season was a little bit of a head scratcher, but they elected to do so. They went with Chan Gailey, another really poor season where the offense looked absolutely conservative, just completely uh, stagnated for most of the season. And then we move on to this season and it somehow got even worse. The young talent on this roster somehow regressed even further. The offensive line was a mess. Uh, you know, at least when you look at teams like the Cleveland Browns who are a mess offensively with Baker Mayfield, at least you can point to their running game and say, yeah, that is, uh, you know, their identity when you look at their offense. But what was the Dolphins identity offensively? They didn't have any sort of redeeming qualities on that offense, aside from maybe if you're just looking at one individual, Jalen Waddle. realistically. I mean, there was no identity to that offense whatsoever, and you couldn't really tell what direction they were even trying to go. So the offensive side of the ball, it wasn't like they were just below average. It was really bad for now what is three seasons, if you're just considering just the Brian Flores era and how much even longer it dates back with the Adam Gase era that preceded it. The offense looked completely horrible. So Brian Flores was not just, you know, in charge of the defense. He was in charge of this as an entire team. So when half of the team is playing at an extremely poor level, we can't just look past that. We know what ways Brian Flores is limited, that he needs the offensive coordinator to be the one who is able to kind of take charge and really set up what the identity is going to be for the offense, because it seems like he's going to have no sort of input that really helps propel the team in any sort of way offensively. Whereas he can do that on the defensive side of the ball, that whole offensive element was just missing from him. So the Dolphins were kind of playing this musical chairs game where they were trying to find the right offensive coordinator, but it wasn't working. So I do think, you know, there, there are the valid points. Brian Flores, I thought, was uh, great in terms of his ability to rally the guys around him, the way that they were able to bounce back after a huge losing streak. It seems like a lot of teams throughout the league would have just completely given up on their coach at that point, but he was able to bring them back together. And I think that's kind of what the national media was really pointing at. But there's a whole additional element where you have three offensive coordinators gone. You bring in another one and there's going to be some hiccups at the beginning of the season. Can they really afford to have any sort of hiccups and a point where you want to reach the playoffs? This isn't some sort of period where you're still trying to figure things out, where you're still trying to figure out what you have. You're already supposed to be at a point where you're truly out there trying to compete. And I do think that was probably a little bit of the worry. Now, one thing, if you're asking me whether I think this was a good move or a bad move, frankly, it's one that kind of worries me a little bit because I do think Brian Flores could be a guy who has a great career coaching, whether it is, uh, you know, with another team or whether it's as a defensive coordinator, whatever the case is, I think Brian Flores has it in him to set up a very good football team. Now, I personally have always been a bigger advocate of an offensive-minded coach. That's just my personal bias. If anything, I love the offensive side of the ball, whether it's just from the excitement element, but I think with the way the NFL is trending, more so to, you know, less physicality, removing kind of the violent nature of the sport that is kind of making the offensive side of the ball have more and more of an advantage as time passes. And I do think personally, I would like to have at some point in my lifetime that the Dolphins just have this absolutely electric, just gunslinging type of offense. I would love to see that. The offense that we see now across the league with more and more teams as the game trends more towards verticality. 
I would love for the Dolphins to have that. And I do think there might be an element there where Steven Ross is also craving that because as good as the defense was, as impressive as it was how they were able to keep the team in games and win games just based off that one side of the ball, at some point, there needs to be some sort of excitement offensively to make your product look good. And I'm not saying that from the standpoint of winning a Super Bowl necessarily, but in terms of just selling a football team, making it fun to watch. I mean, I would imagine that there's some sort of level of embarrassment, even though your defense is absolutely elite, when you trot out an offense that you know cannot do anything on a primetime game. I mean, there's a lot of times where my friends, you know, I live out here in Texas where they watch the Dolphins and they're like, wow, this is the most boring game I've watched in a minute. And it's hard for me to defend that because when I watch other teams play, you know, on their primetime games, offensively, it's almost like watching a completely different sport. And that's happened now for years with the Dolphins, where it seems like they have to give it absolutely everything they have to move the ball just inches. They chip away and chip away until they finally score. And it's a major relief. But if you watch other teams throughout the league, that isn't always the case. Again, it's like watching a different sport, how other teams teams are able to pick up big chunks here and there, and I wish at some point the Dolphins could see that. So, whereas I do think Brian Flores is a very talented coach, this may be a move that comes back and hurts the Dolphins. I do personally want to see the Dolphins just be an absolute powerhouse offensively, and that would come with having an offensive-minded coach. So, from that standpoint, I will say I'm a little bit torn about this whole thing. But one thing that I'm not necessarily torn about is how is Chris Greer uh, you know, still on the team. Barry Jackson put a tweet out and he said, quote, can confirm via source that Chris Greer will be retained as general manager. He and Ross will work towards hiring a new coach. And I do think if there was any sort of, you know, fingers to point in this kind of situation, a lot of them should be going to Chris Greer way more than Brian Flores because Brian Flores still at the end of the day was able to handle his side of the ball defensively. But Chris Greer time and time again, it seems like has made the wrong decision. I mean, the amount of draft capital that was used on the offensive line at this point. And can we even say with some degree of confidence that they hit on one of those offensive linemen at this point? I can't necessarily say that. That's how bad it's been looking at the offensive line. Not to mention the Hunter Long situation and all of that. Uh, the running back situation where Savon Ahmed and Miles Gaskin were instantly outplayed by Duke Johnson, who frankly just should have been there since day one. That's how good Duke Johnson looks. It's a head scratcher why he wasn't on the team. Noah Igbenogany not even playing, not even having an opportunity to see the field and improve. Again, I don't know if that was Chris Greer's doing or Brian Flores, but at this point, I mean, if your first round pick at that position, when you have guys going down with injuries and you still don't have the confidence to put him on the field and you, uh, you pick him over guys like Trayvon Diggs at this point, I mean, what is there left to say? So, while we do have Barry Jackson's tweet saying that uh, Chris Greer will be retained as a general manager, I'm still not necessarily sure this is what's going to end up happening. Maybe Brian Flores was uh, fired from the team because there was somebody to some degree already lined up. Maybe, and maybe that same thing can't be said about Chris Greer. But then there was an interesting little note here where Dolphins owner Stephen Ross said, quote, I'm not going to be the person to take Jim Harbaugh from the University of Michigan. So, I mean, I don't even know what 
what to make of that quote. That's a little bit of a head scratcher too. Now, Jeff Darlington put something here, and I think this one is probably a lot more telling than a lot of the speculative things that are going to come out. And he said, the decision to fire Flores can be summed up with one word, relationships. His relationship with Greer and Tua had deteriorated to a pretty bad place. Along with constant staff changes, owner Stephen Ross no longer saw Flores as a healthy fit in Miami. So that kind of segues into the point we remember at the beginning and at the middle portion of the season near the trade deadline, all of the rumors about Deshaun Watson and how big of a distraction that was. Now at this point, we cannot say with certainty who was in favor of what. There was a rumors that Stephen Ross wanted Watson. Now this Jeff Darlington tweet makes it seem like uh, Brian Flores didn't like Tua, so maybe he's the one that wanted Watson. We don't nece- know necessarily who was the guy who wanted Watson on this team or who wanted Tua. We're not necessarily sure, and I'm not sure we will know until a few years when Chris Greer and Brian Flores and all these guys move on and they're doing something else. Maybe then the truth will come out about what these guys wanted to happen. But as of right now, we don't know. But all I can say is that I don't think Brian Flores handled that whole portion of the situation that well. With all the kind of, uh, you know, tiptoeing around the answer, unwilling to kind of give a response, whether Tua was the quarterback for so long, and how that dragged on at a very important part of the season. All of that was completely frustrating to watch. And the whole fire and all of the passion that Brian Flores had the season prior, where he was willing to go out there and it looks like fight the opposing team's bench when he was mad at them for laying out a vicious hit. What happened to that where it seemed like Brian Flores became a lot more reserved, a lot more kind of, I got this feeling that he was alienated a little bit, this feeling that there was a lot of tension, all of that passion from Brian Flores that we saw beforehand, it seemed like in this past season, it disappeared. And I don't know if it was something going on with him personally. I mean, that's always possible as well. Or if it's because of what was said here in this Darlington tweet about the relationships uh, between Ross and Greer. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think the Dolphins knew they wanted to do this before the the win against the Patriots. Maybe it was solidified even more so by the ineptitude of the offensive side of the ball. But I do think unless the Dolphins just put on an absolute masterclass in that game, they knew that they were going to elect to move on from Brian Flores. So guys, I would love to know what you guys think. As always, you can follow me on Twitter. You can do so. That is at ShadySteven and at Via the Source. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. That would help a lot. And if there are any topics, uh, questions, things you'd like for me to discuss on a future episode, please send them to me on Twitter. I would gladly do so in the next episode. But guys, it was a pleasure to be your host. Until next time, I'm Steven Masso, and this was Via the Source.